Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are very much knee deep in tech, and this is episode 83, recorded on the 26th of September 2019. We are not at the same place, but we are at different places. Actually, even <laughs> different cities. <laughs> we're not at the same place, but we're in different places. Stating exactly. the obvious, taken to the next level. I'm, I'm very good at stating the obvious. Absolutely. So you're in Linköping, I'm in Stockholm. Yep. And um, it's been a we, great Which week. is actually, it, it has indeed. It's much closer than we have been this week. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have been to uh, Suomi or Finland Suomi. for the rest of the world. That is true. I um, I flew to Finland on late Sunday and I spent Monday and Tuesday with my Finnish colleagues at Atea. And they, they uh, pulled in pretty much everyone from all over Finland that works with data platform stuff. So we had two days of deep dive Power BI, Azure Data Lake, Azure Data stuff in general discussions. And it was absolutely amazing. It is so great to get to work with so many awesome and super smart people. They, they yeah, have and, and some... Yeah. Yep. yeah, and before I forget this, one thing... Um, Mm-hmm. That strikes me every time you say it, and, and you you will get your time to tell us all about the good things. Am I totally wrong in saying that you at once one point said that Azure Data Lake was to be cancelled? No, yeah, yes and no. Azure Data Lake, when it came out, was to to uh, products Azure Data Lake Storage (ADLS) yeah. and Azure Data Lake Analytics (ADLA). And in Gen 1, Azure Data, Azure Data Lake Analytics was a, a very interesting concept or the product. It was based uh, on, on a language called USQL. But as time progressed, ADLA went the way of the dodo. And Azure Data Lake Analytics is its still there, but I cannot recommend anyone to use it because it's sort of deprecated uh, in favor of Databricks. So Azure Data Lake Storage still exists and is up to generation two and it is absolutely kick-ass but data ah. lake analytics is is pretty much gone so you can throw all your data in the lake but then you need the bricks to uh, analyze it uh, pretty much you have different options yep. data bricks data warehouse whatever you want to use but yes don't use data lake analytics because that's i'm gone. just very inclined to use a brick to analyze something in a lake there you go, the brick in the lake. It's like this, <laughs> the sword in the stone, but here we have the brick <laughs> in the lake. And that's probably the name of this episode. Absolutely. And I'm King Penguin. King Penguin. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, that dear. took the brick out of the lake. Yeah, keep on telling us all the good things that happened in, in Finland. Um. So, again, it was two, day, two days of, of um, deep dives and... Um, it's so interesting to see that something that is obvious for some person can be a complete new thing for someone else. And the funny thing is, I am I'm working on. It started out as one blog post, but I quickly realized that it was too much to fit into one blog post. So I'm going to make two of them. I've already um, put up the first one, and 
something that is absolutely basic for database people when you connect two tables together with keys is that you can always concatenate keys. Say, for instance, that you have um, you, you need to have uniqueness enforced and one key is not enough. So it is not enough to just use my first name. I need to use my, my surname as well or my date of birth and so on and so forth. So I need all of these things to create the key. You with me? You cannot do that in Power BI because you can only have keys uh, that span one column. So how do you do the same thing in Power BI if you need concatenated keys? Well, the answer is absolutely obvious when you think of it. But if you haven't thought of it before, it's going to go, huh. So what you do is you take the, the information you need and create a concatenated column, i.e. you just take the three pieces of information, put them in one column, and you do the same thing in the other table, and then you connect the two columns. It's just one column that contains the data from three columns. So there you have your concatenated key. The first time you see it done in Power BI, you're just going to go, huh, that was easy. But if you have not thought of it, if you're coming from the database world, it's not that easy. So that's the And, the I, and I'm still confused, but uh, well, that's to be expected. I'm happy you should say that because I have a blog <laughs> post on this that I'm sure you're going to read and completely... I've ignore. actually yes. always read it and I'm still confused. There you go. We're going to have a more discussion in, 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 in detail. And Absolutely. I'm working on the uh, second part of this blog post that yep. deals with uh, um, something else. <laughs> Stay tuned Again, for you, something else. You're a marketing department's worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, in in more ways than one, <laughs> actually. No, so yep. uh, so this uh, th this this was an interesting discussion. We had... Uh, people from all walks of life. Some have years and years and years of experience. Some pretty much just came out of school. But many interesting ideas and thoughts and, and, and questions that we hopefully managed to uh, to answer and put to rest. Yep. So that was and fun. speaking, yep. And and you got the best T-shirt ever. And I did. Very few people will understand it, but it's I don't know. If, we won't even explain it, I would say. If no, you know Alexander, I, I, ask him about it. I got a t-shirt that said it was very good. In Finnish. And that, that has that has its explanation. But yeah, sure, ask me if you see me. But that, that's as much as I'll say about it. I, I would encourage everyone who goes to Finland to speak to you first. Especially if you're going to Finland to speak. <laughs> yes, because speak, speaking yeah. in Finland is different. And speaking of that, the call for content for Tech Days Finland will open within a few weeks, as stated oh, really? on their Twitter. Yep, I didn't and know that. I that would, is, and nice. I would love to get back to it, get back to Finland. It's the week before MVP Summit, but mm -hmm. uh, it would be great fun to be there again. It was a great event last time. When you say the week before, uh, is it what? When <laughs> the week before? The week before MVP Summit. Yeah, but w which days? Uh, I think it was the 5th and the 6th of March. So is that Tuesday and Wednesday or? No clue. I'm not All right. there yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out because I'm thinking of uh, actually going to, to uh, Canada before um, oh. MVP Summit. That would be great fun. Yeah, uh, there's a SQL Saturday in Victoria, which is 
Oh. Uh, yeah, very close to Seattle. So I could potentially tag along. Don't tell my wife, but I would be happy to uh, go with you. I can be staff at this equal Saturday. I would be happy to. Cool. I will definitely not tell your wife. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. And speaking about Nordic stuff, mm-hmm. we have seen the future. We have seen or, the future because yeah. someone made a slight mistake the other day. And yep. it was actually possible to see the Norwegian data centers in the portal. Yeah. Uh, th- this was rectified pretty quickly because they are not online yet. Uh, the information we have from Microsoft is that it will be a staged deployment uh, starting in, in mid-November, early December, yep. something like that. And what I've also been told, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've been told that it will be Azure first and Office 365 somewhat later. Yeah, which, so which would make sense, yes. to be honest. Yep. Considering the workloads that that uh, data center is, is primarily geared towards, yes, yep. I'm, I'm going to go with that same thing. Yeah. So that's great. And speaking about things lighting up in uh, Azure data centers, uh, we um, I went to Citrix user group last week to speak about Windows Virtual Desktop and not a single of one of my setup demos worked. And mm-hmm. the reason was, which I may have um, hinted or guessed uh, to the crowd, was that at the point um, Microsoft were deploying the Windows Virtual Desktop backbone to Western Europe, yeah, oh. scaling it out from the US. But now it's available in public preview even in the European data centers, which dropped the latency from uh, from a Netherlands point of view from 200 milliseconds to 20 milliseconds. The, those 10 times are going to be worth a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for Nordic perspectives will probably what's the latency to an Azure data center for us like 50 60 milliseconds on a bad day i'd say yeah yeah so we can't expect 20 uh since we are or not yet at least (laughs) but uh so it's in the western european data centers and feel free to try it out and that's only the service as such the vms have always been available in in western europe as well do you have uh, is is uh, is it out of preview in the US or is no, it no, still no. in preview? No, no, no. It's the the service is still in preview. Okay. Everywhere. Any it's, idea it's, it's, of how long it's going to be in preview? No clue. No clue. And cool. if I knew, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you. No, I I know that, but any, uh, any but, but any anyone who will guess knows that there is a big conference coming up. So I would oh, bet really? my money on that. Yeah, I've heard so. Oh. Why don't we use that as, as a, a segue to this big conference and talk about what we're going to do at that big conference? Do you want to segue to Ignite from Sweden? That will prove hard. You're dumb. <laughs> but it's kind of an interesting idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Absolutely Ignite. insane. Yes. Uh, now, now everything should be out of um, NDAs and so on. So what will we do at least, we sh- should say, because we'll probably do a lot of other things as well. So what's on the docket? I'm doing a breakout and I am doing a, a theater session. Those, the 20 seconds, 20 seconds, yeah, 20 minute <laughs> sessions. Yep. And we are doing a 
at least one podcast episode. Yeah. Probably around 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking because the slots is the slots are 60 minutes and yep. we're going to need some time set up and, and tear down. So that's kind of stuff. And you're doing one session and one, one breakout. And one one breakout unconference. and one unconference. Yeah. I'm yep. so excited to be part of that unconference. Because I, th- I think the, the unconference idea is so good. Yeah, and there are so many awesome topics for unconferences. So I, I advise you to uh, look into those when the session catalog goes live uh, or the uh, session scheduler goes live. Uh, because, and the scheduler yeah. will be going live in probably, yeah, before Ignite. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that that would be uh, that would be I a good bet. It it would be a good bet before ignite. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but we'll see. We'll probably do a lot of other things. We since we are speakers, we will also be manning the um, booth areas, Microsoft booth areas. Yep. For a number so of definitely hours. Definitely come come by and and talk to us there. Yep. And we'll try to squeeze in some pre-Ignite stuff in each of the episodes. And one of the things for especially Europeans to remember is that if you haven't applied or ensure that your ESTA is up to date, ensure to sort that out. For various reasons, we never discuss politics on this podcast. It's longer... Um, it's you, you will have to wait longer to get your ESTA approved than you usually would. Yeah, the, the, the ESTA... Um the times for ESTA have been bumped to, I think they're saying now that at least two weeks before. And since, just just get it done. Make, make sure you have it because it would be a bummer to realize too late that, oops, I don't have an ESTA, I don't have a, a visa. Basically, you're screwed. And that, that would be unfortunate. Yeah, so ensure that you fill it in correctly and that you do it in good time before Ignite. Yeah. One of the good and, things with being yep. in, in Sweden is that it is usually no issues at all getting an ESTA. No. And so, also start to have a lookout for evening events as well. Yes. Uh, I've already signed up for the MCT day. So if you're an MCT, uh, you are more than welcome to join on Saturday. That's so sign up called for that. the MCT Zero Day. Yep. And it's usually great fun. Uh, you meet a lot of great people in the MCT community and uh, at least last year we got a lot of information prior to Ignite that was very interesting to know and discuss with the learning team and since learning now is such a huge part of what Microsoft does it's really a good group to know yeah and the 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 funny thing with the whole evening stuff this this is where you and I differ very very much because when I started to go to conferences a couple of years back, I, I pretty much went back to the hotel when I was done, uh, sorted through the day, watched some TV, and went to bed. And when we were on our first, uh, I think it was Ignite, and yep. you just went completely bananas with <laughs> so many parties and events, and I wouldn't believe it every day. And I just went, seriously, why? And then I slowly started to realize that, hey, this is this is 
very, very important. It's not about the booze. It's not about the food. It's about the people. Yeah. Just like you have the hallway track on the conference, you have the kind of the, the party track, if you want to call it that, at night where you yep. get to meet and make so many new acquaintances. So just do it. It's worth it. You can sleep when you come home. Yeah. But and, and do, there's do usually socialize. Yeah, and there's a lot of evening events. And if you are allowed to go, because many aren't for various reasons allowed to attend these events, they are usually hosted by a vendor or such. Uh, but if you are allowed to, uh, definitely take the opportunity to go there. Mm. Uh, Michael Bender replied to me yesterday on Twitter, so I guess it's official, that the uh, the crew party, mm-hmm. the tickets for that, uh, and the crew party is on Sunday evening. Uh, they will be released next Thursday, so a week from now. We are going to need to snatch those up. And it will be really interesting to see how, since this is the first time we go to Ignite as MVPs, how the experience differs from being uh, a regular attendee. Yeah, and not, not that only it's MVPs, anything special, uh, even, even as yeah. spe- speakers. Yeah, that as well. So that will be great fun. And speaking about speaking, we both have pretty filled schedules for uh, the rest of the year, at least. Uh, I released a blog post this week in regards to that I'm speaking at Experts Live, and you are as well. Yes, I am. So Experts That's Live in November. In, in November, exactly. That will be super fun. Uh, and I'm also speaking, or both of us are speaking at Tech Days in October. Mm-hmm. And next week, you are going to honor the Netherlands two times, if I understood <laughs> it correctly, with your presence. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. I'm going to Tekorama on on Monday, and I'm pretty much just going there, doing my thing, and leaving again. Tekorama is is a is a huge conference. Uh, I'm so happy to get invited, and I'm going to do a SQL Server hates you. It was a was some time since I did that, but it's it's fun to dust it off and, and do it again. And SQL Server still hates you. Oh, SQL Server hates me in <laughs> new ways. Uh, which which is, it's always interesting because every time you get a new release, there are n- new quirks that make some of the developers um, cringe. And yep. there's, th- there's always something. I can talk for days about these these um, small weird behaviors. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm the, quickly... It, it, so, so you and SQL Server are fairly similar then? Oh yeah, we have quirks. <laughs> We have a lot of quirks. You would not yep. believe, or maybe you would. Yep. And then I, I quickly run back to uh, Lin Shopping because we have uh, graduation, so to speak. Oh, yeah. I've never graduated from anywhere, so it's good to graduate others. Yes. For our Capture the Flag uh, training thingy. So yep. 22 people have passed through our training and uh, forged uh, an amazing team. So it's going to be fun. They yep. don't know what we're going to do. And since a few of them actually listen to this podcast, I'm not <laughs> going to tell them either. But I was saying that couldn't we tell them here and just see who's listening to our podcast? We can. But so, we won't. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going back to um, Holland again for the Data Saturday that used yep. to be the um, SQL Saturday, but now it's called the Data Saturday. 
And that's huge and as well, right? Yeah, it, it's one of the largest uh, data Saturday, SQL Saturday events outside of the US. Yeah. I think we're looking at maybe 600 people, which is yeah. enormous. Yep. And here I'm doing boring is stable, stable is good. The only issue is that this is a 45-minute slot on a session that is usually 75 minutes. <laughs> so the, I will be talking very, very quickly. Speaking. Yeah, exactly. You're, you'll be speaking agile. Oh, you did not just do that. <laughs> Sorry, all developers. Uh, I'll give you a poll. <laughs> so... Let's continue with some um, workplace stuff. First mm -hmm. and foremost, have you ever owned a Mac? Yes, I have. Yeah. One of the very, 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 very few things I enjoy about Macs is the smartness when it comes to resetting them and that it actually yes. will download a new version of Mac OS so you don't go back and then need to upgrade. That and the keyword there is yeah. download. Yep, yeah, exactly. And that haven't been the case for Windows mm -hmm. until now. Because Ooh. in previews, we now have something uh, called Cloud Reset, which will basically do the same thing if you allow it to. So it will download the latest and most up-to-date Windows 10 version when you reset your device instead of using the local uh, reset image, which you could still use if you prefer that for any reason. But the Cloud Reset feature is something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and that we will see in a coming release of Windows 10. But it's out in preview now, and uh, you should try it out, because this is one of the challenges which we have seen with Autopilot, as, as an example, that you provision a device using Microsoft Autopilot or Windows Autopilot, and um, then something happens to it, and when you reset it, it goes back to an older version of Windows instead of using the latest one. But this one will keep your files and download a new image from Microsoft. So that's great fun. I was just about to ask you, because the, the Macs, they have a separate PROM chip that is, how do I put this? That is able to download and install Mac OS without having a Mac OS on the machine already. It's like the old uh, BIOSes. And this is not the way things work here. It relies on having a workable Windows image. No, you need a Windows RE image. So you have a recovery environment on it as well. That could break as well. So you couldn't do it with a bare metal installation, so to say. But if you have the Windows RE, so you don't need to have the main Windows running, it's Okay, it's enough fair with enough. RE. Fair enough. Yep. yep. Cool. So that's good. Definitely useful. Yeah, and I hope to see more of that at Microsoft Ignite, mm -hmm. which is what we're supposed to say. <laughs> oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, speaking of, of um, upgrading and stuff, patching, Oh. There, there was a blog post that came out this week that is just amazing if you're into deep technical stuff there's actually something called hot patching in sql server in azure that means that you're actually patching the running binaries oh so it's cool. it's not 
a viable way of patching like a service pack because you have so many things that get patched. But pretty much 80% of all the patches that come out in SQL Server are suitable for these one-off um, zero downtime thingies. So that's how you make sure that you're always in the so-called evergreen state where you always have the most up-to-date um, Azure SQL Server without having to turn it off. Is that only for Azure SQL Server? Yes. Not for SQL Server on-prem? No. No. So Cloud Reset, definitely check out that at Microsoft Ignite. Mm-hmm. We also, of course, have some new features in Microsoft Intune. And what I enjoy seeing is that we get more and more features for Mac OS as well. That Microsoft is really investing heavily in managing Mac OS with or without YAMF. So -hmm. we now have support for uh, web apps, for Mac OS support, so you can publish a web link to a Mac. You um, get support for VPP apps for Mac OS, not only uh, for iOS and iPad OS. You have some changes that you need to do to support iPad OS. That's really something we should have added to our notes, but we'll take that another time. So if you are running iPad OS or will be running iPad OS, ensure to check through your conditional access rules since we actually get a new operating system there. We also are now allowed to call the Intune Graph API using an app without using credentials. So we could ask Intune apps to get or uh, write information to the Graph API without um, user credentials, which is kind of awesome. I haven't figured out a use case for it, but I think that also shows what you could do if what you are enabled to do with the Graph API and the Intuning combination. And one thing that I never thought I would be um, talking about is Zebra devices. A Zebra device. What is a Zebra device? It's not a penguin device. Uh, Zebra or Zebra? Is that depending on where you are in the world, perhaps? I've always said Zebra, but I... Striped horsey animal <laughs> thingy. I, I, again, you would be a joy to put into the zebra or zebra marketing department. The striped mm. horse thingy. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Microsoft announced that they are now support OEM configuration with Intune for zebra devices. Zebra builds uh, rugged devices. They build barcode scanners. They build a lot of very specific uh applications that or devices that run either windows or android and we are now able to silently install android line of business apps on zebra devices using intune as well so this really puts intune into a completely new market uh, because many of these devices have been unmanaged previously because they have been they've been hard to manage they have been expensive to manage but now we can actually use intune to manage your barcode scanners your rugged android tablets and things like that so you just Which, put Intune into retail. Exactly. Retail, wow. uh, warehousing, uh, 
like in a lot more places than previously and on devices that previously like i said have perhaps been non-configurable at all they've just been deployed and since they are managing like you said retail they are managing stocks they're managing anything they can actually be a a fairly easy attack surface for many Mm, mm, so I'm, i'm actually it's may not sound too exciting but I'm really looking forward to see how you can apply this to separate devices uh, that are already deployed or if this could be something to consider if you're looking into new separate devices. Very interesting. Yep. And, and even I find that interesting and I'm not interested in, in Intune, so to speak. <laughs> no. Well, while we can, we can keep talking about private stuff. Have you heard about the Azure private link? I've heard about it and... and People freaked out in a positive way when it was released. So please tell us, what is it? Um, Azure Private Link is a way to get access to your your, um, previously public-facing stuff. Do you remember Azure SQL Server? When it came out, it was not possible to access it via a VNet, which was not a fun thing for a lot of people. So you could not spin up your Azure SQL Server and access it through your VPN and and just staying inside of your VPN. You had to go for a public-facing endpoint. Oh, That was fixed when you could put an Azure SQL Server in a a VNet. But with the Azure Private Link, you can actually get more things completely private and you can peer stuff via your your, uh, Express route. So you oh. will ne- never touch the internet when you're going through the Azure private link. I think we should get Johan Dahlbom on uh, to talk about this because this is an interesting thing and I'm, I'm sure that we can all benefit from getting a slight, slightly deeper dive on this and he's, yep. he's the networking guy when it comes to Azure. Yeah. So I think that I think he would be happy to, to join us again. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. Let's make that happen. Yep, we'll sort it out. Johan, you have been summoned. Oh, yes. <laughs> Summoning <laughs> the Johan. Beaming down. Uh, speaking of which, Johan is now at Microsoft, right? Yep, he's a cloud solutions architect at Microsoft. And Michael Bender is not. No, he's an author evangelist at Pluralsight. Right, he went to Pluralsight, which is yep. a great it, company. Yeah, and he has done... a. 60 courses or something like that for Pluralsight. Wow. Yeah. So um, I, I totally understand why he, not why he left Microsoft, but uh, that he wanted to work for Pluralsight. And like we, we are both both Pluralsight authors and um, I enjoy working with Pluralsight every time. It's It's a wonderful company to work with. Indeed. And uh, and on that, yeah, we'll um, like we we have a goal to release our one hundredth episode at Ignite, so we'll um, move forward with that. We have a bunch of interesting people, both already recorded and line up for recording. So stay tuned and keep listening to Knee Deep in Tech, and we'll see you at Microsoft Ignite. We'll need to practice that. Yes, it's it's not okay to just say Ignite. We need to nope. see Microsoft Ignite. Yep. And since we're both traveling next week, 
Next week, we will have episode 84, which is an interview with Ida Bergum, one of the two data platform MVPs from Norway. I recorded yep. it at um, Data Scotland uh, earlier uh, this year. So stay tuned for next week's uh, episode. And until we'll be back in, in two weeks, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.